In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Hey there, friends. We've been off for a while, but that's because I was in London while John was in Houston, and then we got back, and we just didn't have time last week. So welcome back to this In the Lab. John, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Drew. It is good to be back from mm-hmm, London. Mm-hmm. It was a tremendous trip. We had a great time. We've talked about it a lot on radio. I know uh, you guys had the Fuddruckers show where you all had a chance to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked about it on the various shows. We had the off week, and yep. now we are seven-game semi-sprint to the end. That's right. Two games is a sprint to the end. That's right. Four games is kind of a really fast jog. Mm-hmm. Seven games is kind of a controlled – it's almost like a controlled fartlek. Yeah. It's like an 800-meter race. Yeah. It's long, right. but it's short. It's right. long, but it's short. Right. It's a great way of putting it. Here's our nice to run. So I, used to, I can say that. And you know what a fart like is. I do. It's a – anyway. It's let's, a monster. Let's talk, let's talk football. Yeah, let's, let's not talk about fart Table likes. of contents for today is in the lab. We're going to do cream of the crop for the first nine games of the season. And then we're going to have player to watch for the final seven. So cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. First nine games of the season. And let's say cream of the crop, you can't choose Deshaun Watson. Oh, all right, Because it's such an easy cool. choice. So we're not going to go with Deshaun Watson. Therefore, your cream of the crop player for the Houston Texans through nine games of 2019, John, is... I'm going to give you a complete and total surprise. That's why I, that's why I got you here, because you do these things. But I think he's been one of the most dominant interior players that I have seen all year long okay. at any level mm-hmm. and that's DJ Reader. I like it. I think DJ Reader has played at a Pro Bowl level. Uh-huh. I think he has been consistent. His pass rush has been really improved year over year over year. I mean, back in 2016, yeah, I check that, 2018 even, they would take him out on third down. Sometimes even second down. Just mm-hmm. get him off the field because they were going to put pass rushers on the field. Now there's there comes a time where third down, if he's out there, sometimes he bumps to the outside. He's playing at defensive end spot. He's a problem, man. He's prob- he really, a problem for opposing offenses. He really has become a problem. And it's so funny, too, because this week, of all weeks, he faces the – we face the Ravens. When I saw this guy at the Senior Bowl, I was convinced about Brandon Williams, who plays for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I was like, that guy's a problem. He is a huge problem. Then I saw him as a rookie in 2014, rookie or second year guy in 2014. Can't remember which. But we couldn't block him here. Mm-hmm. That was the game that Case Keenum came in. Yep. And we. Marion Foster threw a touchdown pass it was to CJ Fedora. Yeah, it was one of the great yeah. wins here. It was incredible. Like, how did we just pull that off with Case Keenum pulling him out of duck blind? Yep. And in that game, though, Brandon Williams was a dude. And I just remember watching DJ Reader thinking, that's who Reader is. Reader is Brandon Williams. Mm hmm. But each and every year, Reader's gotten better and better and better to a point where Brandon Williams is really effective against the run. But I don't know that that he impacts the pass rush. Reader is now impacting the pass rush. Mm-hmm. He's chasing down screens. Yep. I thought one of the bigger plays of the year was him chasing down that that chasing down Shady McCoy on the screen pass mm-hmm. against the Chiefs, and then had a tackle for a loss on the very next play. The only tackle for a loss that that day against the Chiefs, and he had both of those. His pass rush has been improved. He's just everything you want from an interior player. I think DJ Reader 
is as cream of the crop as it gets the way that he has been playing. So it's maybe a little bit of a surprise, but I've been thinking about that for a while. And Andre Ware said it during the broadcast the other day, and I was like, dang it, Dre, you stole my thunder. But I was having wireless problems, so he's probably reading my my mind. Mm-hmm. DJ Reader has been playing at a Pro Bowl level. There's no yeah. question. Oh, no. No that's, question. That's kind of the fun of this exercise when you take Deshaun Watson out of the equation because he's clearly the cream of the crop. I mean, yes. clearly. Yep. So you take him out, and then there are many, many options. You, know, you could go any number of ways. Reader's a good one. And before we get into mine, I want to remind you, post-game entertainment starts with Redbox. Redbox has the newest movies, fresh from the theater, starting at just $1.75 a night. And for $3 a night, try the hottest video games for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Go to the box at your favorite retailers or stream new movies instantly on demand. Get together with family, friends, the crew, or whoever. Make it a movie night. Make tonight a Redbox night. So time for my cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. And John... I'm going to go with a new acquisition. Ooh, okay, wait. Let me see if I can figure this out. It's not tough. It's Laramie not tough. Tunsil. Oh, yeah. There you go. Left tackle. Yep. Now, I was very bullish on the two rookies, Titus Howard, Max Sharping. I thought yes. in some form or fashion, before the season started, you're going to see them starting pretty early on together. Don't know where. Don't know how. But you'll see them on the field together and starting. And that will alone, two spots on a five-man line, that's going to make it better. And it, it has, but I think when you added in Tunsil at the left tackle position and the way he's played, which I think is, if it's not the best in the NFL right now at that spot, it's one of the two or three best. Yeah. And what that's done is what we saw with Dwayne Brown when Dwayne Brown was in the lineup. It just raises the level of everybody else over to his right. It, it has a domino effect. And that's what I've seen happen with this line because you see what they're doing in the run game. Yep. They were doing that when Deshaun Watson was getting pummeled early in the season and then when lately when Deshaun Watson has been getting rid of the ball a lot quicker, yep. which I think has really even sped up the growth of this offensive line. You know, I think once once Deshaun and, and the coaches and they got together and, and said, let's do this, let's do this, let's get rid of the ball quicker, blah, 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 blah. I think then the offensive line looked even better. Right. And it was it was always kind of there, but the quarterback is, plays a huge role in pass protection. So I'm going to go with Tunsil, though, because I think he has, he's given you a, a, a lockdown left tackle who really, really rubs off well on all the others around him. And we've seen what this offense can do with Deshaun Watson and protection. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> the Atlanta – sometimes games don't make sense. Sometimes they make perfect sense. The game that Atlanta played just this last weekend against New Orleans, yeah, they got pass rush. They sacked Drew Brees, I think, four or five times. They made life miserable for Drew Brees. Brees and the offense don't score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They have nine points. They kick three, three field goals. I'm like, whoa. That's that's a defense that the Texans lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. And one of the main aspects in that game was the fact that Deshaun was throwing the ball within two and a half seconds. And not only was he throwing it within two and a half seconds – he wasn't just throwing like quick screens and like smoke screens, jet screens, and those kind of things. He he was throwing the ball down the field. He had yeah. two and a half seconds. He dropped. He had time. Saw guys open. Bang it, and he was throwing it. And a large reason for that was the line was solidified from we saw it against the Chargers. That was the first time we saw this five come together. Laramie Tunsil at left, and then Max Sharping, Nick Martin. Uh, Zach Fulton and Titus Howard. We saw that against the Chargers. Gave up, I think, a sack and a half that day against two of the better pass rushers in the league. Then we didn't see it the next week 
because Zach was banged up. We played Carolina, came back for Atlanta, had those five back together, no sacks, lit the Atlanta yeah. defense up like a Christmas tree. The same defense that Drew Brees only scored nine points uh-huh. at home uh-huh. against and didn't score a touchdown. And you had Laramie Tunsil there at left tackle with that five. Then you had it again against the the Raiders. I think it was the Raiders. You played the Raiders at home, mm-hmm. and you have that five again. Again, you don't give up any sacks. Now, there were a couple times pressure came you know came through, but you didn't have Titus Howard that day, so you did get a little bit of pressure there. But then you put the five again back together again, hopefully after the bye week. Yeah. And you get that same five for the rest of the year. Who's to say what you can do? And and here's the other aspect of it, Drew. You, you mentioned it. it all, everything has a domino effect. And when you think about, okay, you don't have Laramie Tunsil. So what do you have to do? If you don't have Laramie Tunsil like last year, what did you have to do? Well, you had to use the running backs and you had to use the tight ends to try and help left tackle, right tackle, whomever was out there. You had, you had to use those guys to help. So you and take the limits, tight ends. And that limits your, your options on offense. Right. It limits your options on offense. Teams now can double-team Hopkins. They can even have double-teams everywhere else. They can play three over two in other places because yep. now they're playing two over one. But they're only rushing five – or I'm sorry, four because they know the four can get there. And we're having to use six and maybe even seven guys to protect against that. So now Deshaun's got to hold the ball. But if those five are protecting your four, against your four or those five are protecting – you bring another guy. Those five are protecting against five. Now you got co- you got six guys to cover five, and our five – are going to be better than the six that you have. Yeah. And that creates a ton of pressure on defenses. And that's what they were able to do against Atlanta. That's what they were able to do against Kansas City. That's the other game. That's the other. Now, we lost Titus at some point in that game. Right. But when you have Laramie Tunsil, a left tackle, it just has this domino effect. So, okay, let's say Titus Howard struggling a little bit, which Titus is not. But when he's out there, say he's struggling a little bit. Hey, you can help over there because Laramie's over there going, I got this, bro. I'm good. Yeah, right. I'm good. Let me go one-on-one. I got this. All game, me and the best pass rusher they've got, I've got this. That's something you couldn't say. I mean, dating back to the Dwayne Brown years. I mean, that was the so last, what, Dwayne played one game in 17, dating back to 16. I mean, 2016. The Osweiler year. <laughs> yeah, the Osweiler year, and we wasted all that protection on Brock. But that's a different story altogether. <laughs> um, but that's the last time where you could say that. And even at that point, Dwayne's a phenomenal player. But Larry's 25. Yeah. He's Lambert's young, and, and he's probably a little bit better than Dwayne was. Yeah, I think – And that's not a knock on Dwayne. Either, I, think Dwayne's, like I think Dwayne's stronger, mm-hmm. probably a little bit stronger. But I think Laramie has every other asset. Feet, quickness, Technique. movement skills, agility. I mean, everything, he's got that. And, I mean, Laramie is built from I – mean, he's built like a house. You know, with, he, he, he's got these athletic legs that look like a linebacker's legs, and he's got this torso that looks like – you know, it's this big, huge V. Yeah, you know that looks like the little wireless symbol. You know the little wireless symbol that shows up. You know that kind of goes off. Yeah, like he a does. V. Yeah, he looks kind of like that. A rounded top. Yeah, yeah. I like it. that's a good choice. I like that. All right, so those are our cream of the crops. So player to watch down the stretch, and can't go with Deshaun Watson because okay. we're going to watch him anyway. Anyways, he's going to make brilliant plays. He's going to do great things down the stretch. Yep. We know this. This is a given. Yeah. My player to watch over the last seven games. Over the final seven games, yes, is. Is DJ Reader? Oh, go with, go okay. with what you? Yeah, you, you kind of stole the thunder early on. I'm sorry, but, man. I didn't mean to do that. With that, but I think it's his importance gets magnified now without JJ Watt. You know, I think it was already magnified when you didn't have Clowney coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Now it's 
even more important that he keeps on doing what he's done through the first nine. Right. Because you're going to need to, and you're going to see this this week, you're going to need to see him make a player two in this game against the Ravens. No doubt. Because you, got, you want to try to keep Jackson in the pocket, and that's a hell of a lot easier said than done. Yep. Because they scheme up so many different things. And you wonder if you'll see that Heisman package again, or was that just something that they're throwing out there to make teams prepare? Who knows? But you want to see him whip his man or his men one-on-two, one-on-one, get to Jackson, affect Jackson, get to the run game and do things. And you want to see that kind of continue throughout the rest of the season. Because if you're able to keep stonewalling the run like you've done all year long, I mean, they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher. They haven't allowed any team really but two to go over 100 yards total. Yep. So, I mean, if you keep that up and you can make teams go a little bit more one-dimensional, you're really going to sit in a, a good spot. And you're probably going to see your takeaway numbers rise, which you're plus three on the year right now. That's tied for 12th. So, give me DJ Reader. I think he's a, a key cog up front. Now, I, for extra points last week, I picked Justin Reed. Okay. That's who I picked because in the secondary, there's been so many guys banged up that the one the one guy that has been healthy is Justin Reed, uh-huh. which if you think back to training camp, Justin missed the first few days of training camp coming back from a car accident and then got hurt against the Lions, and we're like, man, I don't know if we can, go this, we can do this thing without Justin Reed. And he got into the season, he's played – Every, every, I think he's played every place since, and he has been as reliable as anybody. But because you face the Ravens, because you face the Colts, because you face the Patriots, then you face a team like the Titans with Derrick Henry. Who's going to have to come up and tackle Derrick Henry a couple times down the stretch? Who's going to have to cover O.J. Howard at some point against the Buccaneers? There's one guy that has to do a lot of those things. Who's going to have to track Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. this week? Who's going to have to cover, at times, Julian Edelman? Who's going to have to play in the middle of the field against Tom Brady? That's Justin Reed. Yeah. Yes, Gary Ann Conley is, is here, and Bradley Roby hopefully will come back. And Cunningham's going to have to do a lot of that stuff yes. at times, too. But no, no doubt. Zach, Zach, to me, Zach and Justin Reed are the two most chess piece, movable guys you have yeah. with what you have. But I just thought the secondary is going to be key down the stretch. Because early on it was the pass rush with J.J. Watt to, to help the secondary. Now it's got to be the reverse. Now the secondary has got to help the pass rush a little bit and give some of those guys a little bit more time to get there because they don't have they don't have J.J. Watt. So to your point about D.J. Reader, yeah. that was huge, I think, for Justin Reed. I think we went offensively. I think the player to watch in the second half for me has got to be a healthy Will Fuller. Yeah. Last year, the second half of the season, we didn't have Will. And I think it showed on our offense. The offense – was effective, was very effective, but it really became Deshaun to DeAndre, Deshaun to DeAndre, Deshaun to DeAndre. Yeah, because the you, running game broke down the last four weeks of the year. And if you have him, I mean, look at what you can do now. Combine Will Fuller with what this this offense, what we've seen doing with this RPO jump. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I like you say that RPO jump, <laughs> and I, I say it lovingly because I've loved it. It's been yeah. so much fun, but it's that yeah. adds a. It's like you say, he adds a. Entirely new dimension to the offense. We heard his college coach, Brian Kelly, on draft night when the Texans took him say, listen, I know people will compare him to Ted Ginn, and he can get deep like Ted Ginn, but he's more of a receiver. He's yes. a more complete receiver, and he will add a dimension to your offense that Ted Ginn could not. So, yep. yeah, I'm with you, man. I, like He's a touchdown maker, as Bill O'Brien calls him. Yeah. So you get your touchdown maker back, 
and you're really sitting pretty. Well, the other the other aspect of it too is just cl- clearing out areas that you wanna you wanna get to. If you down the field, I think what ends up happening, and this happened, I think last year, is teams just said, "Okay, well, you're not gonna throw it deep." You brought in Demarius Thomas, and Demarius, he's not a twitchy guy; he's a big guy. Right. He, he make the big catches across the middle, did those things, but he's not gonna be. He's not gonna beat you down the field. Having played the safety position many, many years ago, and I was the fastest guy in the field, but it wouldn't matter even if it was fast. I would fear a guy like Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. I would fear that speed. So instinctively, if Will Floors to my side, what I always backed up a step, maybe two, because I was worried about that. Well, two steps sometimes is all it takes for a running back to pop an inside yeah, zone. Carlos Hyde split. says, "Thank you for those two steps." Right, pow exactly. pow pow. So you op- you just create more room and space when you have a guy like that. Mm-hmm. And I think we were fixing to do that against Indianapolis before he went down. I mean, on the play that he went down against Indianapolis, I watched that play a few times. It looks like he's ready to just blow past the corner and that's that's the game I really want him because he really hasn't had a chance to play with Deshaun against Indianapolis yeah. he had one half in 18 and he caught a touchdown uh in the slot that was it but he really hasn't been there to kind of stretch the Colts to their limits mm-hmm. and I think when he does that and when they're able to do that I think this offense is going to be really difficult to prepare prepare for for anybody down the rest of the year you and I are both, both very bullish on the Texans down the stretch. We're very excited. We were talking about it off air and can't wait to see what number four does and this offense does and this defense does and the special teams unit do the rest of the way. I can't wait. I'm pumped. John, this has been In the Lab. Yeah, man. Later.